You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. And then the Bible teaches us that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. And so in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, when it speaks of the fact that God is going to make us whole in our spirit, in our soul and in our body and remove things that scar us and mar us so that we might be blameless, then the work begins in the spirit and not in the body, begins in the spirit and not in the soul. And so even when you get saved, you don't go down to the altar and then suddenly you stand up and you have a different body. You went down as a woman, you get up as a man. No, it doesn't work like that. Salvation is not that your mind suddenly has been supernaturally erased. And you go down and you get saved and you stand up and you get a Holy Ghost amnesia. I don't know where I am, who you folks are. No, salvation is the quickening of the human spirit. And that which was dead in trespasses and sins is now quickened or made alive or God breathed. And the spirit part of you, according to 1 Thessalonians 5.23, is made alive and there is a wholeness that is now operating. And now God is putting you in the proper balance, the compositive man, the tripart, if you will. The, notice the listing. First it's your spirit, then it's your soul, then it's your body. But most people have it reversed. They have their flesh governing them and they have their soul uh, and their mind, their will and intellect dealing with their emotions all over the board and the spirit comes last. But you must train the human spirit. And the two ways you do it, the Bible says, is by the reception of the word of God and by prayer that builds up your most holy faith. If you never feed your natural body, you'll starve. If you don't feed your natural body, then you will not only be hungry, but your body will begin to shut down. And some people are more concerned about feeding their natural body than they are their spirit. And their spirit man has gotten shriveled up because there's no uh, supernatural food going into their spirit. But what would happen? I mentioned this yesterday. If you'll pray in tongues every day, I don't believe you ever backslide. There's an impartation of the anointing that gets in your spirit and it blows you up bigger than what you are. Because the kingdom of God is based on increase. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corn on the ear. And so we pray daily in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And as we do, our spirit gets stronger. We feed our spirit with the word of God. Hallelujah. And the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the word of God agree or work together. Now let me show you a little bit about that. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 6. Father, stop the sun and the moon. Let it stand still. Glory to God, because time is ripping by. Hallelujah. Ephesians, please. Hallelujah. Glory. I don't know what it is, but I just keep preaching myself over into it. I just felt it come on me. Glory to God. You know, the Bible says you run through a troop, leap over a wall, but when it gets really strong, you feel like you run through the wall and leap over the troop. Glory to God. Superman. There she goes. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 6. Look at this. Praise God. I said, praise God. Ephesians chapter 6. The Bible says, verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. His power, not your power. His might, not your might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, as King James translated, stratagems or strategies of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Moffat's translation says wicked spirits in high places. And so this is the warfare of the believer. But we don't go into it needing to win the battle. But according to the Pauline revelation, the battle is already won. So we're enforcing the victory, not seeking to get a victory. Uh, that'll help some of you. Amen. My friend was telling me about a church out in California. They were doing spiritual warfare. And the Lord showed, showed the pastor, God bless him, there was some kind of devil in the San Francisco Bay. And the Lord said, if you'll give me a drink offering, this is what he said, then I'll, I'll deal with that devil that's in the San Francisco Bay. So he received an offering at church. Men gave Rolex watches. Women gave tennis bracelets and diamonds and cash. And he had all this jewelry and cash. So he got a motorboat, went out to the San Francisco Bay and took that big sack of money, jewelry, gold, watches, and said, Lord, here's your drink offering and threw it into the San Francisco Bay. Good thing I wasn't there. I'd have dove in and got it. Amen. <laughs> well, one preacher said to him, what in the world were you thinking? Well, he said, I'm battling against spirits. He said, why would you do that? Jesus already defeated the devil at the cross. He said, wherever the kingdom of God is, then the power of God is revealed. He said, as soon as you move to San Francisco, you have power over the devil. You don't have to buy the devil off with Rolex watches, tennis bracelets, cash money, jewelry. Are you listening? But you see, some people have the wrong impression of what spiritual warfare is. You're not trying to win the victory. You've already won it. You're enforcing the victory. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. <laughs> and then the Bible says when we take, verse 13, the whole armor of God, you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Not some, not every other one, but when you take the shield of faith, you shall be able to quench every attack of the devil and stratagem or wiles that comes against you. Somebody lift your hand and say, I'm always victorious. Because whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is that victory. Even my faith. My faith is working right now. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. But when I look this up in the King James, it's capital S, as in Holy Spirit. But in the actual translation, it means the recreated Spirit because of the working of the Word of God. So it's not really talking about the Holy Spirit. It's talking about your spirit touched by the Holy Spirit through the word of God. In other words, there's some things you need to be doing and I need to be doing to take our stand in Christ. Can you say amen? amen. And so then it says, verse 18, praying. So it didn't shift here. 
He's not, he didn't say, well, here's what the Holy Ghost does and now you do this. He was talking about us in this verse from the beginning to the end. Above all, take the shield of faith. He's talking to the believer here. He's not talking to the Holy Ghost. He's saying to the believer, here's what you must do. And so when the word of God by the Holy Spirit recreates your spirit, then you can pray. And what we're talking about is when you're dead in trespasses and sin, your spirit is not alive unto God. But the pneuma, the spirit, is brought alive by the quickening of God's power at salvation. Once it does, then the word of God gets in your spirit and you are able to withstand all the fiery darts of the enemy with the shield of faith and the Holy Ghost. And then it says praying. Everybody say praying. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Now notice this. And for me, the utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. And so part of the prophetic is to make known the mystery of the gospel. It's not, again, it's not hidden to God. It's not a mystery to God. It's a mystery to you and I. But when our spirit is touched by the Holy Spirit and we are quickened in our pneuma and the the, the God-breathed part of us comes alive, then we can speak. But you can't speak until your spirit receives the prophetic from the Spirit of God. And notice the utterance is on the other side of praying. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Someone say, help me, Jesus. Your spirit is like a lamp to the Lord. The Bible says he sees into your deepest parts, not his. And so the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching, searching all the inward parts. Can you say amen? I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ, our compassion is for souls and our commitment is to the world and no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this faith alive network whatever nation you're in you are a part of god's end time plan jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in and by your support as a partner you can help us do this If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us. 